This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Hello! Hello. Welcome to this next edition of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about all things the human side of property. So what are we going to be talking about today? Builders. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And pirates, apparently. (laughs) What the hell was that? I have no idea. It just happened to pop out at that point. Pop out? It just came out at that particular point in time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That sounded like Popeye out because it was like, Hey there, Builders. Popeye doesn't sound like that. That's more okay, like Captain Thingy. Again, we Bugwash. started... Captain Bugwash? Captain... No. What? Okay, so last episode it was the weather. Now we started with pirates. Should we get back onto builders? I feel that's where we need to go. Okay, okay. let's get onto the builders. Okay. So builders, there's quite a few different types of builders. There's uh, what we call the good, the bad and the ugly. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And that's quite appropriate because that would segue quite nicely into cowboy builders. Oh. See what that I did would there? be the bad and good. the ugly then that potentially. Would. Yeah, and possibly the good because you do get good cowboys as well. But um, yeah, they they're not all created equal, are they? Good cowboys, the ones that rob from the rich and give to the poor, like Robin Hood. <laughs> Robin Hood, <laughs> that's not a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not a cowboy. Back on focus, lads. Back on focus. Sorry. Okay. So, what should we start with? Good, bad, or ugly? Let's start off on a good note. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then it can take a spiral down from there. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Would have been a bit awkward otherwise. Mm -hmm. All right. So good good builders. Easy to find? Mm. Yeah. Well, builders are easy to find. Mm. So the good ones are as easy to find as the bad ones. That's true. That's a very good point. Well done, Niall. Thank you. I've been practicing. Thank you. (laughs) I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. I would say that a good builder, if you find a good builder on your first go, you're doing really well. It's fine, you know, taking us a couple of goes to get a really, really good build team that we trust. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are ways and means to make sure that you get a good builder on the first go. Obviously, by getting three quotes or five quotes or I was chatting to a guy. Um, he was tendering for some American, some American firm and uh, they do 11 quotes. 11. On a tender. Hang wow. on, what scale of project are we talking here? Uh, it wasn't even that big. I think it was maybe like eight flats or something. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you know what? Oh, Fair quotes. call, because you know 11 quotes aren't going to come in. So, so yeah. what, seven at best, I'd say? What if, yeah. What if even. you were to, you know, quoting for a, a job and you knew that there were 10 other competitors, you know, would you bother? Mm. It's, uh, yeah, so I think well, three to five is definitely the, the max. Well, you're going to potentially know some of those competitors. So you're not going to put just throw your hat in the ring if you know you're not even going to be in with the chance. Mm. So, yeah, so as the developer, I think getting, you know, three to five quotes is, is probably the best way to start mm. um, and having a really tight knit schedule of works. Yeah. Too. I think you mentioned a quite a good point there um, earlier on where you said trust. Mm. So there's one thing about having a good builder that's good at their job, but there's another element of it as whether you can trust that good builder or not. Mm. That's a huge part of it. So a lot of this comes from building trust with your builder, like Niall says, and you that rapport starts the moment you probably have that face-to-face engagement because I don't think you're going to get that over the phone. Um 
And I think we also need to be really clear about the difference between working with a builder when you're doing really low scale, small projects that are a bit more cosmetic versus the bigger stuff where you're putting together a big tender pack and it's going out to a main contractor and subcontractors because the level of building experience, the kind of expectation um, that you would have of them completely changes that stage. So we should we start down the bottom then? And, and like how you find a good builder and all the kind of stuff that we've gone through in the early days. Yeah, yeah, okay. Makes sense, right? Yeah, makes sense. Start at the beginning. Start at the beginning, early days. Yeah. You know, something simple. I thought we were talking about good builders. Yeah, we are. But how do you find a good builder, even when you're starting out? Because chances are you're not going to be starting out doing a development, are you? No, no, definitely not. And I think um, going back to the very first project we did, um, I know for a fact we were recommended a builder and we did not get two um, quotes alongside that. And that definitely made, made sure that we were stung. Uh, by this one builder. What mm-hmm. made you stop? Did you have a good connection with the builder that you did appoint? Is that what it was? Yeah, there was um, there, there was a good rapport there, I guess, because we had been, I guess we were really new to the industry. Uh, we didn't know a lot of contacts in the area. Um, so when someone, when you approach a building contractor and they answer the questions that you ask and they give you all the answers that you're expecting to hear, um, you automatically assume that they're going to be the best person for the job. Yeah. Um, and naively, I guess, at that point, we didn't get additional quotes, so we didn't check the work that they had done and then ended up, like Matt said, getting stung as a result of it. Mm. What happened? Uh, they just had, they said they had done work, which they hadn't done. Oh, okay. So we had to go back in and have the work redone. Oh, no. So I guess that comes to the point of, or now we have a project manager on site that yeah. looks after these things. When we've got projects that are five, six hours away from where we're living, um, then it's not possible to keep it on top of them. No, and especially when you're spending hundreds of thousands of pounds on a project rather than £10,000. Yeah. Exactly. That's a big, yeah. big difference. <clears throat> but the principle, I think, in vetting the builder is still the same because I think just practising that whole process of getting somebody good in the early stages can pay dividends later on when you're doing the bigger stuff. So yeah. I think I always say you should spend at least a third of your... You know when you're viewing somewhere I don't know like your chosen marketplace and you maybe you're spending one or two days just looking around property spend at least a third of that time chatting to builders and walking mm. around sort of properties with them because you'll get a sense of them when you spend time as to how they operate you can really pick their brains and you get a sense of their vision but also their experience as well and then you can verify everything they say uh, after the fact yeah, and I think there's, um, I don't know how, what you find, Joe, but we've found that we'll have a building contractor or a firm in place and they'll do maybe two, three projects really well for us. Yeah. And then suddenly on the fourth or the fifth project, they're absolutely crap. Or they start charging you extortionate fees and think that they get complacent. Yeah, they think, I think Because that's they've it. won yeah. your confidence and you know that they're good. They're like, well, they'll obviously pay. And you're like, no, I'm still going to go out and I'm going to tender for four or other, four or five yeah. other people. Yeah, yep. no, I, I think, and that has happened, yep. uh, even with the good builders, as Niall said, um, without fail. So you do need to keep on top of them and make sure that they don't win every single tender. That's right. So exactly, we've just done yeah. A, yeah, we've just done a tender and our preferred builder didn't get it. Yeah, it's definitely not a set and forget because, they, like, like you said, they become complacent. Can I just say, I'm loving your set and forget. I feel like this is a hashtag in and of itself because we've done three podcasts now and that has come up every single time. Hashtag everyone, set and forget. Well, why would you want to remember? That's amazing. Set and forget. forget. That is your catchphrase. Love it. Mm. I'm going to integrate it in everything that we talk about. Well done. There we go. Set and forget.
but it's true. Thanks, You're Joe. welcome, everyone. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with your builder, the key thing is getting it right from early doors. Do you know one of the key questions I ask my builder? What's your vision? What's your business vision? Mm. Because if they are thinking about it on a bigger scale, then you can, as a way to kind of win their trust almost, because they deal with so many idiots, as you can imagine, if they know that you're interested in helping them build their business, they often give you a preference. That's, yeah, that's quite a good point, actually. And to be honest, I must hold my hands up here. And, and I he will, actually is physically and holding And I'm physically holding up. my hands up. I was <laughs> one of those idiots at the very beginning because I had, on my very first project on a property that didn't actually come through, so we actually lost the deal. Oh. I had three or four building companies, uh, or builders rather, come out to quote for the refurbishment um, of a very basic buy-to-let property, and they all turned up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> That's amazing. It went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so if any of them are listening, I do apologize. <laughs> For so my funny. former self. Um, but were you, yes. Were they, <laughs> this is so good. In the so future, was, you'd have them at least 15 minutes apart. At least 15 minutes so apart. Like so they're not going to clash. Um, so they all arrived at the same time. It's like an auction, a block viewing. I love yeah, it. But there wasn't even anything for them to do. Oh. This was a simple, a very basic buy to let property. All they needed to do was maybe, I don't know, do a lick of paint, uh, replace the boiler, something very basic. Uh, and I had four of them turn up at the same time. And I drove all the way from London to Lancashire <laughs> to do that project. He included himself because he could have done it himself. Yeah, I, I could so. have done it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. So, how, so, so what, what, what happened? Were they neither of them got the tender. Oh, no. <laughs> it's got down to two now. Oh, it's getting smaller. I haven't heard from any of the four of them since. <laughs> oh, that's so awkward. It so did so they awkward. all just turn up and sort of look at each other and go... They were going to say, what the why, why are we here? Oh, what are we doing? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, oh, I, was, no. I was so excited. I had no idea why they were not. Because you don't know what you don't know at that stage, well, do you? Yeah, exactly. You don't know what you don't know. Oh, man. That's yeah. brilliant. Mm. Oh, lovely. Yeah, the mistake that I made on my first one uh, was to pay the builder by the hour. What? By the hour? Mm, well, no, by the, yeah, by the day, really. It was a day rate. I was going to say day rate, not hourly rate. That's, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, what were they charging? Do you remember? Oh, 100, no, 150? They've been there for like 100 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well yeah. that's it. Just a three-month job, guaranteed. Just lick a paint. And, uh, well, yeah, it's just naivety, really, saying, yep, uh, they say, oh, we do it in this time. And then you get to the end of that time and it's like, well, you're only halfway through. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to pay you anymore. Yeah. And then they start to get a little bit arsey. Yeah. So we agreed to pay you by the day. It's like, well, you said it was going to take this amount of time. Yeah. So um, we agreed to meet somewhere in the middle and then we swiftly got him off site as soon as we could. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, it's a big learning. God, I saw you, you coming, didn't he? I saw both of you coming. What the yeah. hell? Well, I didn't pay any of mine. <laughs> I ended up doing it myself. <laughs> All it needed was a lick of paint. <laughs> you went up and painted it yourself, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Did you quote for the job? I should have done. <laughs> and you pay yourself first. Yeah, say. yeah exactly. Oh, never, that was the one and only time, the very first project that I actually went up and painted and wallpapered. But to be fair, it's right? quite no, nice. So you get that little hands-on experience, which can be quite nice, especially for your first project, because you do yeah. have a bit more attachment to it, don't yeah. you? Yeah, we did the same. Myself, my mother and my father. <laughs> Apologies if you're listening. Uh, yeah, we went in over It won't Christmas. be, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we went in <laughs> over Christmas and then we, we stripped all the wallpaper, stripped the ceilings uh, and then, yeah, did a lot of the work ourselves and then paid that guy by the day um, as well to help us reinstall stuff. Um, so uh, we budgeted for it and uh, we went over budget, uh, which meant that we probably should have just got a guy to do the whole lot. Yeah. In one go. So you live, you, you learn. learn. Yeah, and, definitely. And I think that's the same for every, you know, if you're listening out there thinking, well, oh, this has happened, that, you know, this is about, I'm doing this, how can I stop this from happening? Well, you can't prevent everything from happening, no. but you can mitigate for it as much as possible. That's a good so. point, actually. And a lot of people ask, you know, if, if you were to do it again, if you were to start over again, what would you have done differently? Well, I don't know that I would have done anything differently because it was the learning Maybe experiences. Hmm? Maybe get five builders. Oh, we get five builders. Yeah. And not turn but, up at the same time. And not turn up at the same time. But had I not gone through that, had I not done that, mm. then I wouldn't have learned from it. So I would do that again because I learned from it and yeah. I moved on. It's when your most valuable lessons happen, Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I would do Even it all again. if you again. do it like a total dickhead while like it's a, happening. Like a total amateur. Love well, it. it was an amateur because I hadn't a fucking clue what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm going to need to get the bleep machine out. Oh, well, well, you know. It'll be on overdrive. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is the human side of property and human swear. And I think when it comes to property, there's a lot of swearing involved, right? If you're being honest. Fuck yes. Especially with builders. <laughs> especially with builders who swear like sailors more often than not. When you're on a building site, Hang my on, how do, goodness. How do, you, how do sailors swear? I don't know. We well, started off with pirates. So should we go back to them? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be the first to do the impression? Whoar. Whoar. I was just thinking about, you know, builders swearing. Now, I had a builder that was very polite uh, with his language, uh, but he had a habit with, um, with one of his hands. He would always be down his trousers. What? What? And then would come and try and shake your hand. Oh. Hang on, wait. What do you mean? They were like there was a plumber that we had on a couple of uh, <laughs> It was a very apt rule for Adjusting him. Adjusting his pipe work. Excellent. <laughs> it, it it was so bizarre. No, but what do you like he, he go, would just... he would go around um doing his doing his work <laughs> and you know, in between jobs or in, or chatting to you, he'd have his hands down his trousers. Was he afraid it was gonna his... fall off? Yeah. What the oh. I, I know. It t- it was totally bizarre, and th- and yeah, and then he would go about his business like his hands hadn't been there at all, in, in terms of trying to shake your hand or to you know <laughs> touch other people or eat his lunch. No, yeah, really wow. bizarre. That's a that's a very strange. I, d- I never I never got that. I don't. You see that quite often actually with people walking around holding their bits. Well, women tend not to hold their bits. Uh, so, sorry, yes, yeah, sorry. This is yeah. a very male thing to do. And there's mm. a real psychology behind it. I wonder if he felt intimidated. I wonder if it was a... Was it like a... I don't know. Is there a reason bizarre? why he became a plumber? Interpipes. 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 I have no idea. Yeah, strange. Did you ever say anything to him? No. Like, no, because no, he was a subby. Uh, I did say something to the main contractor. About say, him having his hands down his pants? Yes, and also him not being a very good plumber. And oh. I said, if you put him well, on site again... Too much time looking after his own tender. pipe. <laughs> yes, dear. Oh, that's tickled me. That's really funny. Well, okay. He's tickled himself. <laughs> <laughs> Spent too much time on himself. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So, okay. So going back to the whole swearing thing, do you find that on site there's a lot of feral language that goes on? As a woman, I find this quite a lot. I mean, I, I swear like a sailor anyway, so I feel quite perfectly at home. Again, say, there you, you go, know, like I a sailor com- again. Yeah. Well, I get oh, uncomfortable yeah. around Joe sometimes with the amount of um, words that come out of your mouth. I do curse a lot. I don't know about you, but any time that I've, I've been on site, um, they've been really quiet. Because as soon as they see the, the boss, boss 
coming on site, yeah. then suddenly they're all best, really well behaved. Well, as a woman, they apologize. So if they swear, they say, oh, I am sorry. I'm like, oh, no, 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 don't worry, because I can probably outswear all of you. So, yeah. Yeah, but well, you try to have a, you know, you try to make them feel at ease and, you know, you're not the big boss. You're just coming to check just up. Just another on, person. You're just another person that's yeah. checking up on their work and making sure they're not fucking it up. Mm. But, so you swear on site. <laughs> but I do swear a lot anyway. Yeah. That's because you're Irish. <gasps> Racist. <gasps> wow. Mm. She went there. I did. Wow. <laughs> Matt's just taking a breath. Yeah. He's not getting involved in the racist slang. Well, no, no I, I, I was going to contribute to the, the, the woman to thing. To the racism? But, yeah, but, but we've got a, a, a session about uh, women in property mm, coming up. So I'm going to save, mm. save one because uh, we're, it, it's in the similar ballpark. Yeah. Um, but no, I'll save that story for another Yeah, time. I think there's a lot to talk around <clears> being <throat> a woman um, in a man's world. Not just obviously in property generally, but certainly when you're dealing with people from the trade. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a lot yeah. of detail. I've got a lot to say on that subject. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think going back to builders and finding good builders and positive experiences, a lot of that will come from the questions that you ask in the early days. And I always treat it like if you were if someone was going to do a job for you, like you're self-employed and you were taking somebody on to work for you, would you interview them? Yes. Right. So why is that any different to a builder? So mm-hmm. there are certain questions that you should like if you're sitting down and you're going for a coffee or going for a chat early days ask them at least 10 or so questions that will kind of give you a sense of reassurance that they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And then check it. Don't just take their word at face value, you know, look on Facebook and that. And Should we maybe put, you know, 10 sample questions? Mm-hmm. I yeah. have 13 questions that I ask all of my builders. 13 questions. Yeah. Should we maybe put so them uh, on Trump's your 10 Instagram questions. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've literally got 13 questions at every time. Less so now because I've got reliable building teams in areas that I operate in. But in the early days, I had 13 set questions that I asked my builders. Brilliant. So I wish I knew her four years ago. Listen. No, but I, like you, I was the dickhead that was having doing all sorts of crazy stuff and, you know, making the mistakes. That's what taught me what the 13 questions <laughs> were. <laughs> Um, so that's the 13 mistakes that you made exactly yeah unlucky for some yeah no definitely one of the big ones are they that registered that is that a little question. chestnut that crops up you know yeah oh, so it's going to cost you 30,000 pounds <laughs> and the bill comes 36,000 pounds oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah back yeah, okay. yeah totally yeah, didn't forget yeah or is this a conversion yeah five percent five percent VAT yeah mm-hmm. no um, but again, all of that you pick up along the way, don't you? And mm-hmm. it's having the right sort of like tax advisor around you and all that stuff. But yeah, I think going back, I think I'd been a lot more diligent. But I really do think, you know, you're onto a winner if that builder is willing to spend time with you walking around property, giving you a broad brush idea of how much works would cost because then you can factor it into your offer price. So I guess that kind of comes back to, yeah, so although we're slagging some builders off here, but... At the end of the day, if if you're a new investor in a new area, then builders are going to automatically have their backup yep. because they see so many people coming to their areas, just wasting their time, looking for quotes, looking for this, looking for that, that never actually amounts to anything. That's right. So you need to be the professional. You need to be the one that's actually going to follow through and the one that is actually going to pay them for their time. That's right. So if they come around to view the property to give you a quote, pay them for that. That's right. And I think you think about the amount of idiots that they must deal with on a regular basis. Mm. If you're the one that's like showing that you don't just do this as a hobby, you do do this professionally, they're more likely to take you seriously and they'll prioritise your quote over anybody else's. They'll turn yeah. it around in the two days they said they were going to so do. So don't be me four years ago. That's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, less pretty than much. <laughs> but you know what? It's normally not them doing the quote. So what they'll do is they'll go around. They'll kind of like write up the job and then they'll pass it on to either their other half, which mm-hmm. is often the one doing the quote, yeah. or someone within their building firm who's doing that side of the business. Um, so, you know, again, reaching out to that person, quite a good idea. Yeah, exactly. See, uh, at the very beginning, we said we were going to talk about the good things. Mm. I think we focused on quite a bit of the bad so far. So mm. why don't we um, take a, a moment to think about the really good builders that we work with? Because, you know, I and Niall, well, t- together, we couldn't do what we do without fantastic building teams um, in multiple locations across mm. the UK. And, you know, we have the life that we have and the you know, ability to, to have the time that we have because of these people yeah. that manage our sites. Well, exactly. Manage well, the lads. Well, it's fantastic. Whilst we're sat here having this podcast, you know, there are three or four projects going on with building teams in place looking That's after right, them. Right, 30, Amazing. 40 people on site yeah. right now doing the do Amazing. and making sure that projects happen. They happen on time. They happen within budget. Um, and that wouldn't happen without some fantastic people. And um, I'd just definitely say a call out to project managers that we work with who, oh, who, who are amazing, who, mm-hmm. you know, I trust them with my life. The, the guys that work for us now. Yeah. And um, especially the Northwest, Tim is an absolute legend. Because big difference between a site manager and a project manager. Like you oh, cannot yes. get your builder to project manager. It's not the same role. No. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, again, we've experienced that. We've been through that and we've made those mistakes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, like Matt said, Tim is a, an actual godsend for that area. Mm-hmm. So what does he charge? Well, that's for Tim to decide. It depends okay. on the project. You know, it budget dependent. Budget dependent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I recommend percentage. you ask Tim. <laughs> I don't <Yes>. know Tim. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think for anyone who's starting out in property, or even if they've been doing it a little while and moving up to large, larger scale stuff, you know, use the professionals. We always budget for professionals at everything that we do now. Yeah. And uh, if, if you're a large building firm, it's a huge expense to work with professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But actually, it's the best money that you'll ever spend. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm just kind of going back to like experiences that I've had with builders. So I've got two core building teams. I've got my guys that are in like Northeast Links. So, oh God, I keep hitting the uh, Guys in Northeast Links, and they are, um, uh, they'll do like my basic buy to let projects. They have traveled down the road to Lincoln for me. But they are a completely different personality to my Lincoln team who do my sort of bigger HMO sort of conversion projects. Um, But equally, I value them because Mm -hmm. they are very experienced. We have that great connection. I mean, you know, you guys have seen, I've even ended up at the wedding of one of my builders year before last because you do, you end up getting quite close to your team because you work with them day in, day out. But you have strong personalities within the trade is probably what I would say. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. It's, it's, it's getting builders on site. And on side. And on side um, is a tricky thing. And I think you're right. You said at the very beginning about the personalities and having that relationship yeah. and that rapport. Yeah. If you don't have that, then you won't come in on time and you won't come in on budget because when they're ill, when they're hungover, yeah. they aren't going to site. There was um, this year, the after the bank holiday, um, the May bank holiday, pretty much half the site rang in sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very true. But it, mm-hmm. I think that's more with the subcontractors than the actual yes. building it contractors. Is, it is, it is yeah. But that has a knock-on effect. Exactly. The so the, yeah. you, will, you will instruct a building contractor 
to come on site, but they will have to have subbies to come in to do a lot of the work. Mm -hmm. So even though you may have the relationship with your contractor, and you may be on line with your visions and your goals. Mm -hmm. um, that might be a completely different ballgame to mm. what your subcontractors are on. Mm. Well, there's maybe a, a few tips and tricks to get the subbies on side. So whenever you do a site visit, take beer. a box of beer. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, take a box of celebrations or something mm -hmm. that is going to say, oh, this guy cares about the whole team and not just the guys at the top. And mm. listen, don't assume that they all drink one kind of beer. So I learned this the hard way. I bought <laughs> Carling for my entire team and they're all like, what? Carling, darling. Mm. Well, I hate Carling. Carling, I think, sorry. I well, if you hate it, why, so did, you why did you buy it? it? Yes. Well, because I know... It was that, on offer, wasn't it? Well, yeah, partly in the co-op <laughs> down the road. But um, also I know that Ian, who's the main contractor, drinks Carling. So I was like, right, okay. So I just bought a massive crate of it. Yeah. And it turns out that, no, Rich doesn't like Carlin. He only drinks Heineken. Right. And one of I'm them with was Rich. on... I'm also with Rich. I'm with Rich. But, and you now know... welcome to the microphone, Rich. No, he's <laughs> Hello, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> and our sponsor, Carling. <laughs> no, but like, I, I swear, like, and I, I just made such a mistake. So I worked, I mean, not that they can be too fussy because obviously it's a gesture, but one of them was a non-drinker because he was a former alcoholic. And of course, I didn't know that until I'd bought a bunch of alcohol and put it on site. So that person got donuts. So it was just, you know mm. what I mean? Get to know your team, get to know what they like. And when mm -hmm. you go that extra mile, they really do appreciate it. Especially but if when Carling hard. does want to sponsor us, then you're more than welcome. If you're listening, Or Carling. even donuts. Exactly. Yeah. What type of donuts? <laughs> Vegan ones. I like That's a ring donut myself. The there we go. I don't think there's a company that just does ring donuts. Krispy Kremes, if you're listening, um, we would like you to sponsor us. Name drop. <laughs> Vegan option, please. <laughs> So basically, any vegan donut, beer flavored donuts, <laughs> um, we will uh, we will take that sponsorship and we will run, run with, with it, it. Yeah. and we will name drop you. And to if the anyone cows can come find home. it, then you're doing well. <laughs> well, maybe that's what we need to create: beer flavored vegan donuts. That sounds horrendous. Yeah. So going back to builders then. Um, anyway, sorry, yeah, back on track. Oh, if it's a Friday night, I will tend to make sure that they um, get a takeaway, that I'm paying for their dinner, or at least offer it, because half of them are going home to partners, so they've got dinner at home. But you offer it, and just that gesture of goodwill is quite... Why nice. are you going to site on a Friday night? Because normally I might be going out with my letting agent. Right, so who are you prioritising then? <laughs> your, your agent or your builders? Both. Two birds, one stone? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Site too visit, true, too true. site visit, then social visit. It's just all part of the business, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do have a good point, though. It's just keeping keeping your team on side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether that is buying them beer or buying them donuts or just making them aware that you're appreciate what they do. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I've got a job going on at the moment where I'm having to uh, knock, I'm, I'm basically creating a sixth bedroom in a property. And what, should have been a really simple job at the busiest time of year in Lincoln because it's the student turnover. So every builder worth his salt is repainting and getting properties ready for the turnover of the academic term. We are stripping back uh, a property, we're building a stud wall and there's a concrete block. And what we thought was concrete, now that we've stripped it back, is actually brick. And the water table in Lincoln is very high at the moment because of all the rain that they've had up there. Mm -hmm. So what should have been a really simple job just to kind of create a, a concrete platform using an existing structure means we're going to have to deconstruct the brick because all the brickwork is damp. That is at least two more days work, two days that this builder in particular does not have. So I've just said to my letting agent, just tell them that we will give them a 250 quid 
good bonus just for sticking with it um you know which is effectively like a day and a half worth of their time um and you know create a beer and uh, the promise of the next job down the line and they're doing it um and that's just because you know you're offering that sweetener you know that it's an inconvenience for them but that's the nature of a project right it's until you strip the project back you never know what you're dealing with mm-hmm. so yeah yeah just being realistic with them and being right. open with them and offering them a sweetener to say thank yeah. you because yeah. it's turned into a bit of a ball ache quite honestly Matthew you're going to say something you've leaned incredibly close to the microphone he looks like he's just on the on the brink of pouncing well I'm pouncing because I see the timer ticking away going mm. we should probably start to wrap this episode up however do you know what I've realised we've only just scratched the surface I think there's a lot more to say around builders and do you know what I think would be quite nice if we had a builder come in and chat to us I that would be really good wouldn't that be awesome yeah that would yeah. be really cool do you know to what? hear from the other side mm-hmm. well that's it they say so what's it like to deal with people like us <laughs> people like us yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it would be great so uh, we should rename this uh, episode builders part, part one, one. yeah there's definitely Ooh, more I see to what you did about. there I see what you did yeah there's so wow. much to say because it is it's what I think it's probably one of the biggest things that people get nervous about is finding mm-hmm. a good team of peeps yeah. uh, it changes as you go through your investing strategy it's also where people make the most mistakes that's right they, most people are, have the rosy view that yeah. um, it's going to cost this amount and then when it comes in like 20 30 40 percent higher mm. they're like oh what went wrong that's right well either you didn't do your due diligence at the beginning yeah um or you didn't ask the right team you know as as we when we're talking to people that we work with um our clients and who are doing other projects we say well you've got to get it from the horse's mouth you've got to get it from the builder that's right yeah. you can do your estimate but the estimate is you know at the end of the day it's a guesstimate unless you're a builder or you've worked in that trade, or you're an estimator, QS, um, you're, it's plucking out of thin air. Yeah, that's right. So mm-hmm. you can do your best, but go and get these things qualified by the professional. Absolutely. Um, yeah, totally agree. That's, that's where you make your money, mm. is by getting these numbers right, because a build going over will just eat all of your profits Profit. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's your profits going. And exactly. Counts. yeah, yeah. No, so, sure. So not paying them by the hour or by the day, getting an actual contract in place <laughs> and we'll save you dividends oh my god that's the thing like contracts and like you know lessons learned meetings and exactly. communication yeah. channels and how you manage it there's so much to learn i mean you know that this is not we're not here sitting here going on about education because that's kind of not what we're about but the chat that we have around builders is probably yeah. so much of what we end up talking about yeah we exactly. need to put a microphone to this so should we plot some more in the old uh, schedule i think i, I think, think we so. should for yeah. uh, season two fab yeah Oh, there's going to be a second season? Well, let's see how uh, people like the first one. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, so um, I think, well, that's probably goodbye from me. And it's definitely goodbye from me. So it's a goodbye from me then too. (laughs) Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Property Jam Podcast at Outlook.com. See See you on the next episode. episode.